What we should have done was when Rambo out the cards, go, run, run, <laughs> get away, they're chasing Mention that once or twice. <laughs> yeah, where's the button? <laughs> no. It's bleeding, I've taken the tip off. <laughs> I bought a Subaru Forester, a 2004 SG, two litre turbo, four speed also. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. We have got the old faces here. It's myself, Bert. We have Ian. Say hello, Ian. Hello there. We have James. Hello. We are currently in a different location. We are cooped up in the upper sort of attic office room at UKDA, uh, where we have uh, assembled all of our various desktops from our homes and offices. We have a total of, what, one, two, three, four, five, seven screens on the desk and three meaty desktops underneath them. And we have been writing issue 11 of the magazine pretty intensively for the last couple of weeks. And we've got another week or so to go. So we thought we were just going to down tools briefly stick in our roadcaster podcasting thingamadiggles and start talking through microphones for your entertainment and enjoyment. One or the other. Yes, one or the other. Or neither. Probably neither, let's face it. We can't have both. No. <laughs> but we thought in terms of topics today, we've got various little updates, automotive updates, which you can look forward to later on in this podcast. Um, but I thought it might be a nice idea to talk about what it's like putting together the Pro Detailer magazine Awful. Hell on, hell on earth. I hate you people. Well, the thing is, I suspect it's one of those jobs that any detailing enthusiast would be very jealous of what we do, because effectively, when we're on magazine duties, we go soldering around the countryside, sometimes over to foreign continental lands. Um, we get lots of free products sent to us. We get lots of manufacturers inviting us to like events and launch parties and stuff like that. And uh, in return, we then sit down and write about it and take photos. So, I mean, compared to... For but, example, but it's not like we're going to the Victoria's Secrets launch party or something like that. It, it's, you know, it's nice things like Soft 99, but it's not, um, not you know, Taylor Swift in the one piece. No, no. And, and to be fair, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're, we're not in such a sexist society now that they have girls in jumpsuits running around these launch parties. They're mostly large, middle-aged, bearded men called Steve. Much um, better. Yeah, which is at least, you know, consistent and you know what you're getting. Um, but um, James, what has been your highlight? I can't see you. I can just see two two screens from behind. But um, well, pull pull one of them around. No, they're in a nice position. It took me ages to get. Oh, there. Not my pink elephant. Also, it's got the screen. No, I'm not going to touch your horny pink elephant. He's got a, a a little plastic toy thing that must have come from a Happy Meal or something like that, or, or not a Dairy Lee. What do you call them? The, the Kinder Surprises, something of that nature. But it's an elephant with a trunk and then an additional horn on the top of its skull. It's a quiff. It's not a horn. We've been through this. Elephants have hair on the top of their head. It's a uni elephant. It, right. Okay. So moving on to to, to different topics, um, James. What day have you enjoyed most during your sort of tenure in on on Pro Detailer Magazine duties? Probably the one that I had off. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, well, obviously, it's going to be the BMW day, isn't it? You were quite excitable that day. Yeah. But, oh, no, I'll tell, tell you what it was. It was um, when we took the couple of days out at Frankfurt, the motor show. That was an interesting one. Yeah, and I, I remember riot police, and I remember lots of yeah. people. But So as a kid, my dad took me to Wells Court, um, and that was really the only sort of motor show... It used to be, that was the British Motor Show, wasn't it? It was. Um, so I went to that as a kid, and then I always dreamed of going to Frankfurt and um, or Tokyo, but Frankfurt's more achievable. And yeah, we managed to somehow like so, press passes. Yes, it was the press passes we had allowed us to go in without paying. It was quite a steep price as well. If you were just a just a sort of member of the turbo, you would you'd be paying quite considerable money to get in there. And we, I remember. We were driving through, I think you did most of the driving in, in central Frankfurt because I was, I, I, I kind of struggle with European driving. I need to be in the swing of it and I can't talk if I'm driving in you Europe. You were trying not to hit protesters, weren't you? Yeah. we were trying to. Right. Well, really awkward. Because it, we, we, it was the, um, was it the G10 summit that was on? 
No, no, it was about the motor show. They were environmentalists. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I remember. And they were upset. And I thought it was a bit silly because most of the show seemed to be about electric cars. But anyway, we park about 60 levels below ground and walk with all our camera kit for what feels like perhaps five, maybe 25 miles. And yeah, through all those spooky sort of... Corridors. 1950s tiled tunnels, tunnel network, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was definitely... I, I felt vulnerable. Um, I had to keep telling myself... It was James. It's not just a weird bearded man behind me the whole time. You were just making sure that you could still outrun James, weren't you? Well, <laughs> it, that was the most important thing. It, it, it does it does help sometimes. But you, um, you seem to forget that being my shape, I can roll very quickly. Yes, <laughs> like a barrel people out of the way, <laughs> like, um, a, like a bowling ball full of inertia. <laughs> so we get we, we we get up to what should have been like a, a central entrance from underneath in the main foyer, and that's all blocked off and locked down. So we then um, go out onto the street and around to like the the, the, the main entrance. And it is lots of protesters who are in various states of undress and sort of yelling and, and yapping. And then there are the police. But of course, being German, they did it properly. Sting and, was there. Yeah, yes, yes, his crew, but also riot police with big guns and um, lots of armor and stuff. And I suddenly felt this was like a kind of a robocopy thing. And then I, I realized that Ramanek was a big camera and I had kind of, a, I, I was waving a press pass around. I went up to one German police officer thinking that being British and waving a press pass would let me through. And I, I basically said, you have to stand aside, I'm press. Which it turns out, of course, he presumed I was pressed there to catch the 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 the, the, the um, protester, not not the not the car show. So um, we got short shrift, and then there was a, a very appealing, sturdy German woman with short hair and eyes that just made me melt. That suddenly started listening to me and 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 talked back at me and said various things, not in English, but hey, I liked it. And um, we got pointed around, and we had to walk literally down the middle of a road which had armoured police either side of it. And I felt like you know we need now as a tank, and we could make history. Um, so or, or we could you know just go and look at the motor show instead. <laughs> Yes, yes. So we, we did the latter of the two options. But I'd have to I did wave occasionally at the odd sort of policeman and literally you're talking two hundred policemen and women up and down each side of the street. And policemen I'd, officers. Policemen officers, yes. <laughs> police pe police people. Police people, but scary police people with balaclavas and stuff. And they had um, these sort of ski masks on as well. Oh so. yeah, they were they were proper, proper They were ski police. No, they were proper crowd <laughs> riot squads. They yeah. were they were very serious. And the the other thing as well is you forget that European police carry Quite serious-looking semi-automatic assault rifles. They had they had G7. They had some full-blown bloody carbines. It was. It, I I just I was worried because I'm a liability with my sense of humour. I'm a liability, and, and when I'm nervous, <laughs> I talk a lot. When I talk a lot, they're generally trying to be jokes. It's just nobody realises it because then. Well, like when he, when he told the uh, Dover passport control that Ram had a bomb. I didn't say that. It was the passport controller who was being very in inappropriate. But Ram was the one who... We, okay, so we're going over on this tour. We come up to British passport control. I have my passport ready because, you know, organised. James has his passport. Ian has his passport. Ram put his passport in his bag, in the boot of a very full Audi S8. Um, and then, so Ram has to sort of apologise and jumps out and stuff. And the passport guy says, that I presumed he was going to say something like, there's always one. But it's like, I knew it would be him was or something like that. And I thought, crikey. What you should have done was when Ram go out of the car, just go, run, run, <laughs> get away, they're chasing yes. Put well, everyone on alert. Yeah. Well, but then the last time I came back from France, uh, from, from France through the tunnel, uh, it was just myself and my partner, and the uh, French sort of passporty person said, is there only two of you in the car? I said, no, there's Brian. And he looked at me quizzically, and I said, yeah, Brian. And he, he looked, and there's no dark glass or anything. He could see that there was clearly no one else in the car. But because I put big MT off-road tyres and wheels in the car, I couldn't fit the spare in the well anymore. So I had to strap the, the, the spare into the back seat like a person. And we called it Brian or Ryan or someone like that. I mean, I'm just impressed you didn't make Charlie sit in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm more impressed that you managed to get through customs in a Subaru without being 80. Or, or search for drugs or anything like that. I, I said, you know, I mean, it's like, again, on the first Euro tour, we did. We did have hiking boots on. Oh, that's it then. <laughs> well, we were asked by the police, the French police in France on the way back over the tunnel on the first Euro tour when we had uh, Matt, our lovely cameraman from Birmingham. And the, the, the Frenchman quite boldly said to me, do you have any drugs on you? And I said, I don't, but he's from Birmingham, so probably worth a check. And I mean, yeah, that's not untrue. It's always <laughs> worth a check. <laughs> you should have seen his face. There was there was utter silence for the forty five minutes through the trip. I think he was quite uncomfortable because something about not enough lube. 
No, he was uncomfortable because he'd already taken the ball. Jokes on you, guy. He was very talkative, actually. But anyway, yeah. So, so I'm I'm dangerous in in situations faced with authority, absolutely authority with guns, particularly. Um, I I mouth off and tend to make inappropriate jokes like airport security. You know, bada bing, bada boom is not a phrase to use as you're putting your cables. It's not a phrase to use full stop unless you're sort of Italian mafia. All the fonts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to just bang the security, the, the scanners. Yes. Well, Bristol Airport, I've, I've, I've been pulled aside twice. But the thing is, I'm, when I'm traveling with a camera gear, I'm always basically carrying a tactical rucksack full of wires and lithium. You do look constantly startled, though. I'm on alert in in public situations. I don't like crowds, and in public situations, there are potentially lots of bogeymen around. It's because he refuses to poo outside of his own house. <laughs> he has to hold it all in <laughs> for the entire journey. You can imagine a trip to Europe for a week, bloody hurt by the day three. That's why you drink so much um, diet Red Bull. Excuse me, sir. You you look like you have something <laughs> inside you. Can we please why, why take is, your Why is he squirming so much? <laughs> Do not stick a probe up there, sunshine. <laughs> um, but yes, so um, so James, your favourite was Frankfurt, and I've mostly done the talking. So what was it about Frankfurt that, that got you get, got your juices flowing? Um, it was just being there. You know, it's a, it is quite a spectacle. Um, mm. And you don't really grasp the size of the show until you've been there. I mean, there were, what, 20 halls? Yes. And, and it took the, us a full two days to, and, to see and most of the things. Exactly. We didn't even see it all. And I really liked the aftermarket hall, which was full of kind of clever tech and, and stuff. And the, the, each manufacturer, there weren't actually that many manufacturers. All the, 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 remember the Brembo stand? Oh. They had every colour of Brembo caliper you could think of on the wall. And big ones, proper big ones. And oh, they yeah. also had fake and real Brembos next to each other. So you could try and see the difference because they've got a real problem with fake Brembos, apparently. Um, Can I just point out this time when you guys were having fun in the Brembo hall, I was in Coventry. <laughs> I mean, I was being made very welcome by 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 Slims, and there's some lovely cakes and everything there. But still, Coventry isn't the yeah. mayor of Coventry now a professional detailer? Uh, oh no, no, that's the uh, it was Andy Street Smith Street Street Smith something mayor of the West Midlands. Yeah. Oh, what the West Midlands got a mayor? Well, I, all of it. Yeah, I, well, I think he's kind of a big deal in that part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, he seemed, seemed like a nice chap, and did he yeah, let, jumped did, all over the Bentley with a uh, with a with an XFE, and didn't damage it. So it's <laughs> a bit of a bit of a downer. <laughs> That'd have made good telly, wouldn't it? Yeah, I was filming in slow motion, everything, <laughs> nothing. Just use a uh, <clears throat> use a DA polisher like a jackhammer down the bottom. Get, get denim pad, get denim pad. <laughs> <laughs> So, in apart from your trip to Coventry, that obviously sticks sticks in your mind like a throat a throat. Um, <laughs> can you think of a day on your on your many travels? Just one day? No. Oh God. Okay. Um, Particular highlight? Something oh, where I, at the end really, of the day thought I that really was liked good. going when, when we went to Decon last year. Just yeah. that whole uh, the area, the little town we stayed in, all of the currywurst. That was mm. a really good event as well. It was I a really nice it. event, and I'm going to go back for my holiday this year. I haven't told the rest of my family that, but that's going to be my holiday. What? Well, well I'm I'm doing the same thing. Oh, well, I'll see you there. <laughs> You're taking yeah. your family? I mean, no, I no, that... no, I'm, I'm not telling my family. Oh, oh no, see. I'm taking my family. Oh, oh well, that's going to be awkward. Uh, <laughs> how is that a holiday? It'd be more awkward if I took your family. <laughs> well, I mean, but, just could, give it a try if you want. Six chickens, four dogs, and two cats. You're welcome to well, yeah. I'm sure I can buy food on the way. <laughs> um, Dogs. Yeah, Decon was fun. I have to admit, I love that hotel we were in. The hotel was the very song. cool. Um, yeah. And people were cool. There were lots of funky, funky people. And I don't know, the community... There were a lot of tight trousers, I have to say. Yeah. Um, from from the other sex. And as hair gel as well. On the male side. I didn't realise hair gel was such a large commodity in Europe still. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it applied with a spatula before. No. Well, I, I have. Seventies. <laughs> well, around then, right? Okay. But, but um, well, no. Anyway, never mind. Um, but yeah, it was. It, what I, in terms of the community there, though, the German detailing community felt friendlier and more open-minded. Quite often, when you go to an event in the UK, sometimes you do spend about twenty minutes listening about other people moaning about other people. Whereas in Germany, everybody there was a lot of touching. There was a lot of man touching. There was a chappy who I've only ever met on Instagram who did want to come in for a cuddle, and I had to quite firmly say, "No, um, 
and then I did nine, and then I did Norm, just in case he was French, but he was he was definitely German. So you ended up standing there, sounding like a fire engine in front of him, going nine, 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 nine. Pretty much, <laughs> sweating profusely. Um, and then Samir turned up and made everybody smoke. Yes. Oh, that was nice. You didn't, didn't I? I think I did. No, don't worry, Charlie's not going to listen to this. I think the idea of my partner <laughs> listening to a podcast for an hour that only four other people listen to, hell no. Um, no, I, I restarted smoking, I think, by the time I got to Dover. And, and then um, it, by the time actually we were at, at Decon, I was kind of running out of energy and started to realise I don't enjoy smoking as much anymore. You had I mean, half, a, half a puff and decided against it. I, I, I think I had a total of three cigarettes the entire time I was there. I was like, no, I'm going to go back to yeah. the one that tastes like apple pie, another one that tastes like... Ashtray. I had three packets of cigarettes. I definitely tried my best. I was irritated. I tried to smoke. I really, I really wanted to smoke, but no. <laughs> the problem is, Semi gave me a cowboy killer from like the 1970s, and it was some sort of, I don't know, what were they, Winstons or something? Oh, no, he had, oh, because well, we, we met him again. In fact, oh, they were L&Ms. Yeah. Oh, God. Red L&Ms. Anyway. Not that bad. Not as bad as I remember them. <laughs> but there's not a Benson's Gold to be had anywhere, and that was upsetting because that's mm. that's where my memory is. I was on basically Marlboro Reds, which which were always my backup. I don't do diet cigarettes or menthols or anything sort of different like that. But but yeah, no. Anyway, so smoking. We're probably not allowed to talk about that anymore. There's probably some law no, against that. No, we're not. But yeah, no. that, the decon was good. What, what about you, Bert? What was what's been your favourite single day? I've been really this. struggling to to think because there've been so many and they're so varied and they've got appeal in different ways. I think probably the standout for me was the Soft Ninety Nine launch in Berlin, partly because I was I I cocked up repeatedly from everywhere from from getting on the aeroplane at Gatwick and 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 get my knickers in a twist there to getting. Stay, I, I waited at a bus stop because Google th- told me to get on a train. I didn't realise the train station was underground and I waited. We did this story a couple of uh, yeah. podcasts ago. Yeah, and then I ended up in Leipzig. So that was yeah. awkward. Um, but that was a hell of a day. And I just remember it being in, in, a, in a very very slow but still dangerous uh, Uber coming back from that thing at three in the morning to an airport hotel and thinking, crikey, what a day. Checkpoint Charlie, a fancy pants launch ceremony. We did three interviews I learned an awful lot, and I the museum saw was pretty cool, wasn't it? Oh, that place! What was I your favourite car in that museum? My favourite car in that museum, I think, was outside, because uh, there are lots of fancy pants, you know, supercars and multi-million pound cars in there. But outside in the car park, there were some really cool cars, um, and I saw a lovely, like, nineteen early eighties Volvo saloon in maroon. And it was absolute bog standard. Was it but, like a seven forty? No, it was pre pre all that lot. It, it was early eighties, late seventies. It was the sort that you could invade a country with. Because I had a maroon seven forty GLE oh, matchbox car. Yeah. Oh, you just added matchbox car. Yeah. <laughs> it just gone up in my estimation as well. Um, and, I, and there were quite a few other cars like that, which were really weird, like the Maserati by Turbos and a, a couple of others, like Audi two hundred saloons. Really, not very exciting. It's kind of the unremarkable. I'll tell you what, when we were in um, when we were in Germany, we went to see Flex mm. and that uh, the four by four Lada, the Neva. Yes, the yes. Neva. That's it. Cossack. Yeah. Well, you can get Neva those. Cossack. We, we were walking. We were walking into uh, into the into the factory in the morning. We were all stopped and just crowded around this little Lada, absolutely beaten up piece of crap. Yeah, but you can still like, buy them now. New. I would love. I'm that. sure we've had this conversation. In yeah, possible. Maybe we're just very boring and shallow, <laughs> and we just talk to like old people in old people's home, make the same jokes every day. But it's fine because none of them can remember the first time. So should we get on to what we've been up to for this magazine? Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, you two chaps went off to Colourlock in Londinium, didn't you? What What happened? God, that was ages ago, wasn't it? That was oh, before, that was yeah, that was that like was before 19, Lock us down us. Was that 1998? I think. I think I was still, I still had a cool hairstyle then. Yeah. Well, ironically, if it was that far back, I'd have lived just around the corner. <laughs> but yeah, well, no, we had a really good day at Gullock. I do remember it being intensely hot, though. It was rather warm. Um, not as warm as the guys in the bakery opposite, where we absolutely yeah. smashed out some cakes afterwards. I think that, you know, as much as I'd love going to see Ram and Georgina and all, all the guys down there, the, the, the bakery was the highlight of that trip. I have to the, say. Um, the ramen restaurant was pretty good as well. Yeah, that's pretty good. And because this, this was literally a week before lockdown that we were down there, and there were already people wandering around in masks here, there, and everywhere. And 
it was a little bit tense and nervy, but you go in there was lovely bit of food, actually. The edge of the um Folk. one thing I notice when when I'm off on my own on my Todd doing a doing a shoot, I'll get up silly early, you know, four or five or whatever, hurdle up. I mean, hell with uh, Matt, we did Teesside and back inside a day with a full day of shooting. But we don't stop so food. Just out there before the sun rises or sunset. <laughs> they never really did anything there. The international <laughs> the airport with one international <laughs> flight. Um, anyway, and but when we're going within, particularly breakfast and meals is a thing. I mean, we have to. I have to like allow an extra hour for anywhere we go within on the basis that he insists that we stop to eat and all of this. Um, do you remember what we? Did well, chef- to be fair, it's also to refill oil. In one of our Audis, let's face it. The um the trip we did to Sheffield was pretty hardcore, wasn't it, for the PVD assessments? That was that was hardcore. We did it in your Bimmer, which I was very impressed with. Um, more I, importantly, were you more impressed with the fact that my homing pigeon senses took us straight to a Greg's? Was it? Yeah, what? we went to Greg's for breakfast. Do you remember? You went and got a, I a coffee from next door. That. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so you went to Greg's. I went and got a coffee. Yeah. 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 I remember that. that it, they did a whole breakfast in a coffee cup. Okay. At Greg's. See, I don't think I've... Oh, I remember now. At the service station on yeah, the side yeah, of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. No, I'd like the coffee. I mean, it was, it that was, was a okay. rough. That was a rough day, man. That well, was a rough day. Yeah. It was freezing. It was windy. And we'd done a... Was it three-hour drive each way? Oh, it was nothing. I mean, you admittedly, you did the driving. But um, it was... I, it was done much longer. Yeah, much no, longer I know. In the day. But doing, yeah. a, doing a full day's training, uh, full day assessments as well outdoors. It's, That's true. It knocks it out. Yeah. yeah, it does. It absolutely does. There's but yeah, we, uh, yeah, the cold lock trip was good. Um, I got to spend time with... Georgina. Georgina. Doing, doing, a, doing your um, colour matching. Yeah, so um, we, the cold lock have got the new scanner out, haven't they? Mm-hmm. The John. The John, Dave. Still called the John. Um, but Georgina no matter was... how many letters they send us. <laughs> Please stop calling it that. Um so yeah, she we basically went through um, matching by eye rather than using the, by the, the scanner by eye. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting. Um, just sort of you were using the leather fresh lot, weren't you? Uh, so we we were mixing it up for leather fresh, yeah. But you mix up a normal dye to start with, and yeah, then you, and then add, you add, add the leather fresh thinner in thirty cents. Um, but yeah, so we were having to play around. She said, oh, why don't you try and match up this one? So I did. And then she screwed the lid on and put a label on it and sent it to a customer. <laughs> no pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and Ian, what trip have you done for this? I mean, you, uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, trips we've... Because we, so we did the lab, yeah, yeah. but we've, we've talked we've, about, we've talked that, about that. that. I've written I've written a 2,250-word monologue about our trip, and I'm I'm kind of proud of it. But at the same time, I'm a bit nervous. I don't want to cause offence by accident, if you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm well, cause it on purpose, then you know it's going to happen. <laughs> well, if you're deliberate about it, yeah. Well, we're, we're all debating about what, who we send to what, and everything in advance and stuff like that. It's it's always a bit of a, a juggling act. Um, but the other trips, so I was down at Profect to clean a couple of weeks ago with Turtle Wax. That was quite fun doing a fifty-fifty golf. Um, and. Um, where else? There was the Haynes Museum, Soft 99 launch again, not quite Berlin, but pretty good. Um, and um, yeah. Then there was our big trip the other week when we went down to KDS to have a play with the new Udas. Udas, of Udon. course. Udon. Of course. I need to stop putting the umlauts on top of the U. Udas. Hello there, good Udas. Well, that was a pretty seminal day. It's the first time I met It was. It was a great day with a very, very sad ending being diverted around the Burger King that I've been looking forward to for weeks. Again, oh, we spent a whole day with, a, with with like the latest machine, the <laughs> only one over in the whole of Europe or something, and 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 we meet a, a, you know one of the kind of the big characters in the detailing world, and all you can moan about is the fact that at ten o'clock at night or eleven o'clock at night, whenever we're passing the M4, they decide to close and push us through Reading. You missed out on a Burger King. Like- I, I could moan about a lot more than that. I'm just choosing the Burger King out of my general list of disappointments, spending a couple of hours in a car with you. Oh. You've got real issues with the M4 at the minute, haven't you? In general, well, yeah, I mean, my loop-the-loop way around there <laughs> when I tried to go down to Essex the other week, <laughs> where it decided to take me off at Reading, round back onto the M4 about two miles back from where I'd left it, then off again at Reading, and then down, and then back up and across, and See, then down. See, your problem's and not with the M4. Slow. The M4 is lovely. I live literally one field away from the M4. I can, I could 
almost hurl a stone onto the M4 from my bedroom window. Yeah, and but you throw it like You girl. couldn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. You, could, you get Charlie to do it for you, though. Thank you. And um, <laughs> But as a sales rep back in the day, the M4 always meant I was nearly home because I used to live about an hour south of the M4. And when you're working in Wakefield, it's it's a long old trek to do that. But you say, you say that. On the way back, I decided to avoid the M4 because it was still closed in that sort of half a mile section that meant the entire thing was closed down so instead i went up the m40 which i used to all the time when i lived in banbury oh m40 is a good road the m40 is beautiful that little bit until you, t- you turn off onto the a onto the a40 up through oxford and it's just it's just lovely scenery everywhere on the m4 you're just like oh slough oh and you're just trying to avoid places it's a way to bypass some of the just, yeah. just slightly just before we um, we switch back to actual detailing talk instead of this weird Alan Partridge conversation, <laughs> um, the worst road in the world has to be the A50. No, it's the it's the southbound M25. See, I don't mind it. The Rumble Strip. So the A50 is worse. It's worse than that. It's blocks of concrete near uh, from. Where, where is the A50? Stoke, so it runs from Stoke on Trent. I would have gone there then. <laughs> Toxeter and Derby and all the way. It to should be a warning yes. in the first place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's the quickest way to get to Donington Park from my house. That's why I've been down here two times. But yeah, that's like the southbound M- M25, but each block's about an inch lower than the one before it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dung, dung, dung. As you just start playing the East End's theme tune. And because there's never any traffic on it, you always end up doing about 150 mile an hour. And oh, well, at least it's sort of a fast yeah, beat. It, it starts going a bit oh, of electro-pop. Oh, have you seen the uh, the rumble strips in Japan that play a tune yes. when you drive over them? There's, the a, right there's those in America as well that play the, the national anthem. Hang on, James, which of your current roadworthy cars can do 150 miles an hour? Well, not current, but I had an E36 M3 five-speed. You've mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> yeah, where's the button? <laughs> no, that, that's the M3. I don't talk about the M3 much because it hurts too much. Oh, bless. The M5 is the one I always got about. We've started talking about cars. Should we continue talking about cars? No, let's talk about the magazine still. Magazine, yes. yes. Magazine, so, that's a good idea. Uh, Megatest. Now, that has been an eye-opener, hasn't it? It's been a pain in the ass. <laughs> shall, shall, I, shall I introduce it so folks know what we're talking about, and then you two, as the actual detailers here, can 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 put your, your input. The original I'm idea... I'm going to have a drink while you do this. Okay, you do that. Um, is it an alcoholic one? Oh, just for reference we're talking about how much we enjoy the magazine it is currently five ten past nine on a friday night it's nine forty. no wonder oh you're always God. late your clock's slow um i'm always late because it's a lady's prerogative <laughs> <laughs> well um so yeah um we there are some mega tests that are quite easy so our very first one we did shampoos and glass cleaners and the difficult bit was sending it out to lots of people who then didn't bother getting back to us then we did uh, the others. We did quick detailers. Sham. The difficulty was Sham. loads and loads. Yeah, James. No, Sham was the first that. one. Were you listening? The, <laughs> yeah. And anyway, um, and then we've done others. So the most satisfactory for me has been the trim test we did fairly recently. In fact, in the last Ooh. one, wasn't it? I think the wash mitt test was the best one so far because that actually turned things upside down a little bit. It, well, it got traction in terms of people started talking about it. But the trim test I felt happiest with simply because I felt the evidence and the backup and everything we'd done scientifically was was kind of the strongest cause. It was great until we pulled the trim piece out the other day and found the peanut butter bit covered in mould. Yes, that was a bit gruesome. We need to start throwing stuff away after we finish testing. Yeah, we have a graveyard of it. <laughs> Hell, I've, I've got the, still the panels from the new car protection stuff rotting. Does anybody need a full nearside door trim for a Vauxhall Movano? Email us. Yeah, or a Freelander something. Um, but anyway, so that anyway, this one we've avoided. The ones we're avoiding is kind of ceramic coatings because... We really want to be able to test them properly for durability, and, and that's going to take time. And you won't buy me an electron microscope. No. Well, we looked into it. We are actually using the surfaces for this one. I won't go into too much detail, but the surfaces of a uh, scientific chappie with some very powerful microscopes for this one, which is costing... Or even an expert in microscopy. Yes. Or microscopy. 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 Oh, microscopy's been playing up something rotten. <laughs> oh, we're back to catching CBBs again, aren't we? <laughs> oh, God, my CBBs are killing me. <laughs> Um, so uh, we've avoided doing ceramic with that, but this time we've also avoided doing compounds because that's really very difficult to do. But we thought, no, sod it. We're going to go head first and do heavy cut compounds uh, on uh, rotary polishing using the pad and compound that the manufacturer recommends. It's not so much that it's difficult to do. It's that it's very, it can be very subjective. And until now, we've struggled to see how we can take any bias out of it and just keep it down to the evidence in front of us. 
Yeah. And the other problem we've got as well is that Ian's A5 has been the test vehicle for the subjective part. Ian, I can hear your bones popping. Stop touching yourself. That sounds like a rapper, doesn't it? <laughs> your, bo- bones your bones popping. popping. Bones <laughs> popping. Um, but Ian's A5's got uh, strangely hard paint. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what all the girls say. Yeah, but it's got strangely hard paint for a car that's so ridiculously scratched and marred. Yeah, and it's had paint as well. That's the weird thing is that the car's had paint, but the paint that it's had is very, very hard. Um, it's almost like someone's done it properly. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have thought? Um, um, but it's yeah. So the sub- subjective part's been really difficult because it, every car is so different. You can't judge one polish on one car that makes sense well we i mean without giving any results away basically there was one product that we didn't expect to uh particularly well and it just knocked the socks in the early days of of the other ones we thought what the hell's going on here and anyway we then tried it on other cars particularly my old vod which is a much older audi with much sort of simpler paint and on some panels we've got here and then suddenly the situation changed we actually tried it on different machines as well uh in terms of movement type not just rotary although that was the kind of the prescription um, that we, was only the prescription for the bench test, though. This is a, yeah. a look at what works what works best. So if we do find one that works best with a dual action and knocks everything else out of the water, then that's another conclusion. I don't think we're going to come to one conclusion with this no. mega test. That's it. It's going to be a range of results, a range of options. I, I think it's actually going to be educational because we've, we've learned so much in terms of also how one uses it. Some compounds, you know, James and you were trying lots of different strategies, hard and fast or soft and gentle uh, and various other approaches and found that the, the compounds reacted and responded differently to these different treatments, which is... Night and day differences yeah, in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got, in terms of the players... Um, we've got the big guns in most of them. We don't have a couple, which is a bit sad. No, but we, we... We're missing a few real big names, aren't we? And, I, and it's just for a bit of background. Our at the beginning of all of this, we approached all of the manufacturers and asked for their recommendations. We gave them the brief for the bench test, and we asked for their recommendations on polish type, pad type, and technique if if they recommend one, because we know that uh, Roops, certainly with their DA system, have the six-pass me- method, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just wanted to check if their sort of technical guys or their chief trainers had any um, rock-solid techniques that they recommend. Um, and we are only testing the guys that got back to us, because without that info, it kind of blew the... It gives them a chance to call foul play. Yeah, and we didn't want that. And and again, the reason we chose rotary is because for bench testing, it was the easiest to modulate or to regulate. Sorry, um, because of the action of a DA machine, it only takes a stalled pad, which can easily happen with temperature or um, moisture being wicked away by the pad, um, and it'll behave completely different. And a slight curve on a surface, even. Yeah, exactly. So, so we went. Yeah, we went for the rotary because it's the easiest to um, to regulate, basically, and give us the the most level set of results. And so we've got we've got eight contenders in there, um, and we've got a couple of wild cards in there as well. So um, we've got, for example, Shoal Shock Two Cut, which has been out for a couple of years now. It's fairly new, but it's not the latest. The latest. Um, I still think it's S two. <laughs> well, we've uh, we've also got um, what else have we got? We've got the Angel Wax, who yeah. sent us a medium compound, which was an interesting one. Um, we've got Polytop, yeah, um, interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, tell Poly- us about Polytop, James. Um, so Polytop, I, I've um, some of my old friends from um, jobs of yesteryear in Greece, um, Left Terrace and Mike. Hi, um, is this when you're when you're a eighteen thirties rep? Yeah, it is. Yeah, do you want to buy tickets to all of the club events now? Do you, to, do you want to go on a dive? Yeah. Party boat? Party boat? No. <laughs> I'm not getting any of these references. That's because you were born 30. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they've been using Polytop um, for a while now, actually. So it's a brand that I'd heard of. And then when we spoke to um, Nico and Moritz at Auto Lacaffin, um, they were they mentioned it as well, didn't they? And they yes. said it'd be great to see some sort of European products in our testing as well to make the... You know, make the, the the playing field a bit bigger. And um, there's so many out there that we don't realize. I think we yeah, touched on this, amazing. but it was like um, Surfaces was the other one in Germany that they were all raving about. And we, hadn't, I mean, you had heard of them, but I hadn't. Yeah. 
Um, and we've tried in this mag, we've got the new products we've done really, really big time on. And we've got Tenzai. We've got a couple of others which you won't have heard of necessarily from, uh, as you know, pretty close, Poland. Um, and, and it is interesting. So Poly Polytop is one of those sort of new entrants. That yeah, <laughs> but so Poly but Polytop, Polytop have been around for, for years and years and years. And yeah. they're, they're a big brand and they're a manufacturer in Germany. So it's... Know, They've just got a very they're, they're more on the professional side, so you won't hear yeah. hear a lot out of them in um, sort of scene circles, if you like. Yeah, so the, the, the packaging is very professional orientated, isn't it? It's it a is. plain white bottle, color coded labels. Just it's just very German, very professional, mm. and it's all absolutely in German. They sent us very kind of big box of products. I have no clue what they are. I, I can only do it with taste and smell. And so far, I've identified the fallout remover. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we've got that in there. We've got. What else have we got? Come on. We've, Koch. Um, Koch, so we've got H9, replacement of H8. Mm -hmm. um, we have got... Svizzer. Svizzer, of course. Svizzer. Yeah. Svizzer HC. HC. Roops. We have Rupes. Roops, they yeah. sent over some stuff, thanks to Matt the Wolverine. Um, and um, there's another one there. Oh, of course, we've got Labo Cosmetica, Odache. Mm -hmm. Odache. 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 I don't know what to um, say. And they've sent us also their Golden Fleece Wool Pad, which was an interesting piece of kit. Yeah. Um, the... the I think the most impressive pad was their um, trapezoid yes. microfiber one. That's absolutely love that pad. Yeah. But <laughs> not necessarily the best on, for it, but in, uh, just in terms of control panels. and, and yeah. feel, brilliant. You, you, you were making sexual noises <laughs> when you were rubbing the bonnet of your car with that particular Labo Cosmetica pad. I think you, you're just misinterpreting what sexual noises are to normal people. Oh, okay. Well, that's quite possible, so I'm not, I'm not going to rule that out. But Why were you crying? It was when I, when, I, when, I, when I caught my thumb in it. <laughs> <laughs> in what? It's bleeding. I've taken the tip off. <laughs> so, magazine again. <laughs> yes, back to that. Um, there are eight, and I don't know whether we've hit all eight. But anyway, so we've got lots of interesting containers. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see all oh, eight. Oh, no, no, no. Yep. Cartek. Cartek, of course. Heavy oh, Cartek. 3000. Um, oh, yeah, James got all emotional because it reminded him of, of compounds that he used to use in terms yeah. of smell and application. Yeah, and stuff. it smells like fast cut, tastes like fast cut. Crunchy. Yeah. It's nice in the eyes, like Fusker. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was very familiar. Um, you know, I won't give away the results, but when you've used a product for so many years and then you pick up a new product and it reminds you of the old product you used for so many years, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a flashback. Yeah, you liked it. And also there is a issues that you had identified with fast cut and then you tried to see if the Cartec would do the same. I call I think you called it bobbling up or something. But yeah, it did fluffing. Fluffing, but it didn't Fluffing. do that, did it? No, it didn't. No, I was very impressed with it. But again, you know, without going into the test too much, um, I'm very eager to see the bench test compared to the real life testing that we did on Ian's car. Yeah, and and we'll be doing more testing on. Uh, as I say, it, it is car dependent, so we are using a multitude of different different things. The bench testing's done on our bench cus custom painted <laughs> uh, black Japanese paint, uh, which was very expensive to to make on custom uh, aluminium. No steel. Or aluminium. Steel, they weigh an absolute ton. Steel plates, mm -hmm. yeah. So we had that done at, at, just to make sure it was a completely level playing field. And then we, we'll have various cars as old and new that we try it on. So yeah, Mega Test is going to be, well, pretty mega. What's ironic though is you've had steel plates painted that are about 50 times thicker than any cheap old Japanese steel that's ever been used on these junky cars that you like. That's a low blow, and I'm not going to rise to it. <laughs> so, um, other things we've tested: cordless vacuums. That was fun. We have oh, Henry, new Henry, new Henry, and new and, Henry. and 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 the flex and the flex satchel. Yeah. Flex. So you just like the Henry because it smiles at you. He likes the Henry because he's got a, like a love affair. He's working with, with me. He's not. He's not used to things smiling at him during the day. <laughs> he's always just. He's he's so happy. He's always happy. You come in the workshop first thing in the morning, and Henry's there with a smile on his face. Yeah. And he leaves the workshop, and he's smiling. You know, yeah. wondering when you're going to come back. Yeah, but you tip <laughs> him and over. The lights go out. A tip, little tip tear, fall, tear falls down his yeah, cheek. Tip him where. over, and it's oh, all right because I've got another Henry at home yeah. for personal use. <laughs> you no, know. not like that. <laughs> you don't know no, where Mike, to put no, the no, no, for the carpets. <laughs> Man, I told you that to <laughs> in my room and I'm hoovering. <laughs> Sergeant Doofy reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're recovering that quickly. So we've done pet hair as well, pet hairbrushes, uh, vacuums. Hey, we've got some. We've actually got some pretty cool pet hair gadgets. That'd yes, that would be a really fun article to read. That's going to be fun, and we've we're going to employ. The, the, I found a use for one of the dogs at least, so we're going to give her a bath because she's she's a mentalist dog. She's well. A, you better hurry up because if you don't, we're going to lock Ian's cat Fudge inside a car and shake it. 
Yeah, that's a dangerous car. It'll cat. be your I, car. No, no, it's not no, the dangerous you. one. It's the, it's the scared one. The scared one. Well, I never see that because it always runs away. The other one always attacks me and I ended up with... I had a cup. I mean, I was going in and feeding your cats while you were on holiday. I couldn't go up the stairs for three days because it was guarding them. Terrifying Well, cat. at least you didn't go up the stairs and she gets behind you because then you're stuck. Then you can't go out. Oh, no, I'm not scared for my own safety. I know I can I can get well, through there. You should be. Well, really? the <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of blood first time I met that cat and it all came out of me. And now she's got a taste, so she knows what you... Yeah, she knows what it tastes like, so to speak. Um, so yeah, we've got that, and I don't want to give away everything else. We've got we've got lots of exciting. Well, we've got the things. carbon discs thing. That's oh yeah, fun. that's great awesome. fun. Yeah, it's been interesting trying to find some tests that we can actually do because short of getting ourselves on top of the ridiculously expensive ceramic discs, getting ourselves something like a McLaren 720s and washing them nicely and bolting them back on, and then going out and trying ridiculous speeds on the M4. Yeah. Which, in the name of science, I'd be willing to do. Well, it'd be great, but you could only get down as far as Reading, and then you'd be diverted around some oh, stupid... Oh, here we go again. Well, right. the, no, oh, the irony is you'd end up in Woking, where the damn thing was built. Yeah, you could drop it back off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren gone under yet? No. No, no God, okay. They've got funding, have they? Again. as ever. No, hang on, you've got to be careful. No, it was Aston Martin that was struggling. No, no, McLaren, they, they were trying to refinance on something they'd already financed. So, re-refinancing? Yeah. This they, they were doubling down on a loan. Well, look, there's a Flavio Briatore taken over. Yeah. <laughs> Can we be very careful, please? Because we sell three or four magazines every issue that go directly to different people at McLaren. So we, I want to make sure that we say nice We'll things. say nice things about them in the magazine. They're not going to listen to this crap, though. Oh, they might. Well, they're, you know, going through. The, I, I've, I've got, I've got, I, I love McLaren. I love McLaren. I love their cars. I do. But yes, but short of actually getting, um, getting a McLaren, doing a, a test with them at at high heat, at speed, at brake wear, all we can really test is will common acids break down the disc yeah. over time. Over time yeah. That's what we can test. That's what we are testing. And we've come up with some pretty interesting results, frankly, <laughs> including one that we really weren't expecting. So, And we yeah. were very lucky that Apex Nurburg, the ring taxi depot, they uh, kindly shipped us a pair of yes. 720S front discs, which had... Uh, good form around the Nurburgring, I believe. Yeah, um, indeed. So yeah, we got those discs. I think they what they retail at like eight grand each, something like that. Yeah. Well, well, even, we even the used the ones were about twelve hundred quid. Yeah, so you can yeah. get a used disc for about twelve or fifteen hundred quid. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd take a sledgehammer to ours. Yeah, well, one of them. The not, other one is reserved for James's personal collection. I'm not sure what he's going to do with it. But. but Ceramic discs, not as brittle and breakable as everyone would have you believe. You're Absolutely not. Any not. mechanics out there who work with a lot of ceramic discs, if you drop the disc on the floor, you'll be fine. If you drop it from like a 12-storey height, you may still get away with it. We were pounding these things with six-pound club hammers, and it was just bouncing off and maybe a little yeah. piece coming off the edge. I have the photos. We started off with a Dremel. <laughs> yeah. We started off with a Dremel and a cutting disc, and after the fourth disc, we decided that we needed a hammer. Mm-hmm. And, and then are, we needed a bigger m- hammer. We actually broke a 12-inch claw hammer... In the, and it was a fiberglass one in the process of it. It was Rich's hammer, by the way. I still haven't told him. He did go looking for that the other day, actually. Did he? He did, yeah. I just put it on Try the... Trying to put me- screw in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it on like the middle shelf in the cupboard, so it'd be out of his eye line. He left it. As long as he doesn't climb any ladders, we'll be fine. The um, mag also has a, a bubbling guide section where we uh, do bug removal. We do a lovely the, article. Ian's, Ian's launched his submarine again. <laughs> <laughs> we do tree sap. We have got other guides. What are guides? James has been heavy on the guides. Yeah, so he? bug removal. Um, motorcycle detailing. Motorcycle, de- motorcycle detailing. That's a biggie. Um, that is a biggie, actually, yeah. So Rich, our our dear Rich from UK Detailing Academy. Um, he's, yes, bought, he's bought himself a crotch rocket, hasn't he? Well, it isn't it? Isn't it? It looks like a huge bike until he gets off it, and then you realise it's actually just a little seven fifty. <laughs> Perspective. It's all about scale. Right, the film um. tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's bought most bikes. So um, obviously, UKD are launching their uh, hour there. Um, motorcycle detailing train detailer training. Um, so yeah, they, they've done a, a good old guide on motorcycle detailing. That's not to be a mo- uh, a, de- a motorcycle detailing. It's for detailing motorcycles, so you're not going to be a detailer on a motorcycle. That you would struggle. That you'd need the U. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, it's it's getting the tow hitch on the back. <laughs> they they exist. I know. I've yeah. seen them. They're really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got that bug removal. Um, our dear good friend Doctor Noina at Nanolex. He gave me some really good uh, insight into the uh, chemistry used behind 
specific insect removers because mm. they're a thing. So there's an awful lot going in there, and it's um, it's going to be quite a thing. Now, there are two big things about this edition coming up. One, and I don't mean to be too boring, but it's got a different form of binding. So before they were stapled, which limited us pretty much to 100 pages at decent page thickness, but now we've gone perfect bound. So it's got a spine, and we can go really as big as we want. So so the font size is going up to like 15. <laughs> if we do large print editions. Well, we've also changed font. We've gone from Fritz Quadrata over to an Adobe font as well. Oh, wow, this has taken a turn, hasn't this, it? This is, it's, uh, it's the techie stuff that I quite we've like. Done, we've Our done, margins we've have done changed. Mo, we've done most always in your carriageways <laughs> we've done a rods and b rods fonts. <laughs> oh that's a lovely font magical word <laughs> yes oh it reminds me of page maker 4.2 now i'm going to tell you a little story but no i'm not um so anyway uh, look out for it. 108 pages at least it's probably going to go a bit more we've got a couple articles we're praying that mike phillips will um do an interview with us we've sent questions he said he will but we've had delays and vacations and stuff um, we've also got other interviews in the pipeline from all over the world. Um, we've got lots of exciting stuff happening. Oh, right car now. news, car news, car news. Car news. I want to do a little bit of car news. Somebody has made another terrible decision. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I went to see that BMW, by the way. Yeah, it was a... Well, it... it uh, your it own wasn't, words it, were, it was it a shitbox. No, well, that's not fair. He actually drove pretty well, but the smoke pouring out the engine bay when I got back wasn't great. And oh, I don't really want cars that need paintwork because I've already got three that <laughs> need paintwork. But yeah, so I had to say no. And it's probably the first time I've said no to a BMW. However, in contrast. The first of many. <laughs> with a look. In contrast, um, I, I, I've got another one because Boris, he was just having a bit, a bit of a sleepy, a bit of a, bit of a rest for. for yeah, let's I, talk about Boris. How's that compression working? Well, um, it's supposed to be better than it was, and it's it's now at least consistent. But also, it's cutting out when it's you slow down. Better than when it wasn't. Well, we we had six cylinders that were supposed to be one eight five psi, and they were all about one forty, and one was down to one ten. So after the rebuild, we're all up and consistent at one fifty five. So still well below where we need to be. Um, so yeah, there just are get, issues. Just send the heads back in and get about an inch taken off them. <laughs> and then whack them back on. 200 PSI per pop. Yeah, I'm But now it's got misfire now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's got a basic misfire, so when you're decelerating, the engine just cuts out, and then you come to a roundabout, and because it's got like a 90s alarm that you have to kind of press buttons and turn keys, that it's very awkward. Oh, so hang on. You said it had a, you said it had a misfire. You didn't say, say it that's cut out when you lifted it off. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I don't want to flood you with all this tragic information. It was for well, your that sounds sake. Well, like, that sounds like a problem I could investigate. Oh, well, I've been wanting you to go. I, I think it's wiring. That's that's what I think it is. It's going to be the I old mean, loom. Well, I think if it's cutting out when you lift off, that's probably something to do with vacuum advance. Well, I have to admit, uh, we've got the dearest Kevin is is, is trying, but if... Saw if, him today. Saw did him today. you? Yeah, he was stood outside the MOT Centre. Oh, he spends a lot of time in the Weeping MOT Weeping to himself. <laughs> yes. Apparently his wife told him to get that bloody Subaru out and get, get it put on trailer and get it sent away. And I was like, no, no. Um, Why is she Russian? I don't know. She's. Uh, I think that's Bert's northern accent. No, she's, uh, she's siren born and bred, so God knows why I went 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 northern. But probably what the gardeners had growing up. <laughs> Cheeky bugger. Um, the uh, no the uh, so the upshot is that we're we just trying to, to we're just trying to divert from what you were. I bought a Forester. <laughs> I bought a Subaru Forester, a two thousand and four SG two liter turbo. Four speed also, and it's in lovely blue two tone. It's well, got the moon. It's, 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 it's in purpley violet. It is not purple. It's, it's blue. violet. Really not blue up. at all. It's violet, and it only cheap. Only hands 80 up. Who's colourblind in this room? For the sake of the podcast, Bert has his hand up. Yes, and just for reference, car. just for reference, it's not my Only ninety percent of it is violet as well, because the front wing's got no paint on it. No, it's it's got a little bit of caricature, a little patina on 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 the front wing. With it has got a race steering wheel though. I quite like the it, steering wheel. Yeah, well, it's the turbo, but it is the four-speed auto, which is what brought the price down to sensible levels. Four on the floor. Yes, literally four on the floor, and it get it gets in Liters. my defense, it does seventy-five miles an hour in second gear, which is <laughs> impressive. And it corners, it rolls in a corner like there's no tomorrow, but actually it makes it round. So you go into a corner, you turn in hard. And you think, oh, my God, I'm going to die and roll over and burn in flames. And then you look up and you realise not only has it got around the corner perfectly fine, um, but you're still alive. And there's another corner coming up for you to do it all over again. I mean, I wouldn't say call, I wouldn't, wouldn't say driving a Subaru is really living. 
Well, you haven't driven the right Subaru, so. I, no, I don't think I will. Is there ever such a thing as the right Subaru? Oh. To be honest, I Subaru felt, Legacy. Let's be honest, the, the, the Evo was the better of the two, so let's just leave it at that. No, I respect the Evo uh, massively. And Especially I've, when it's got a Saab back on it, or whatever <laughs> they do. The Evo? You mean the Saabaru? Oh, God, is it? A, is it it's a Saabaru. It's a Subaru and Saab combined. They did, well, two, well, they did a 93X in America, which was oh, a large no, you, SUV, and then they no, did one based on the no. Hawkeye Impreza. Uh, which was called a 93X. And no, that you was can actually get... To, what? You can actually build an Evo out of a Mitsubishi Lancer touring wagon, whatever they call them. They're quite cool. They are very cool. They but are, the back I, end is awful. No, I like the back end. I, I, had a, I had a courtesy car from my Subaru garage back in the day, which was a Mitsi Lancer Estate, and it was a pretty poor little 1.8 or something, but um, I really liked the look of it, and I thought, if only this had 360 horsepower and the engine the correct way around and a less electronic four-wheel drive system, I'd like it. And then I thought, I'd just buy a Subaru Impreza Estate. <laughs> Job done. So, um, yeah, I bought a car, and it hasn't broken down yet. It does have a bit of hot oil smell sometimes, but it's got a three-month warranty on it, which is the first car I've had with a warranty on. I would on. love to see the particulars of that warranty. <laughs> <laughs> we warrant that this car is a car. <laughs> No, it's a return to base. But he said, look, if there's anything serious, phone me up and I'll just give you your money back because it won't be worth repairing it. And I was like, God, you're, you're very lucky I'm an honest and upstanding member of society. Otherwise, I'd I say, yeah, cam cover gaskets are gone. Give me my money back. I think the phrase is fool. No, no. It was, <laughs> it's a lovely piece of kit and it's very practical. And there's a huge boot on it, almost as big as the Legacy. And Charlie's using it as a, she's a dog walker, so she puts dogs in it, standard. And um, it's doing lovely. And she says there are fields now that she used to have to park on the side of the road. It's really dangerous. Now she just drives into the field, full speed, gets the dogs out, go for a walk, drives out, no harm whatsoever. It's basically, like, think of it like a Camel Trophy Land Rover. But Absolutely not. Yes. So, uh, Ian, car is currently underneath us we are sat on top of your car and it is in bits mm. well it's it we've got the wheels back now yes the wheels no longer have coventry shaped gouges out of them That's coventry true. shaped they're from a coventry roundabout I've been moving before I do you realize it? I, I took your wheels to swindon and back and then i went to bristol and back to get the tires and then i took them to swindon and back and then i went to swindon and back to get the t- i've been ferrying your tires around as if they were like children yes good tires though spicy tires. and people say you're not useful yeah, I know. No, no, I'm just saying people say you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Feels the time to tell you these things. <laughs> no, we've been having fun with it. Uh, wet sanding, huge swathes of bonnet and roof and stuff. Yeah. It's one of those things I've never really had a chance to do anything to it. And to be honest, I, I've i never really had the inclination to because I know as soon as I look at it too closely I'm going to start seeing all of the defects and then I'm either have to do something about it or just throw the car away and start again so historically I'm not really bothered mm. which is a ter- terrible thing for a detail to say but I like no, taking care of cars that it's, it's not though is it it's like you know a builder's house is never finished yeah a mechanic's car always breaks down you know and a detailer's cars always fill generally mm. no I've always kept it, it I've always kept it clean <clears throat> yeah but not like super detailed exactly I mean my Leon got a quick zip over and half ceramic coated because my dad, high pops, forgot to do the whole passenger side. Don't fool yourself. Blamed he, it on he, me. No, he's got better things no, to do no, no, than no. listen to you whining he, on podcasts. He, he blamed it on me by proxy, saying that the arrival of my son at the unit to say hello distracted him. That's the story. So apparently it's my fault by proxy. Well, it's your son's fault, to be fair. Wait, it's his yeah. fault. It's his fault and pin it on him. Corporal punishment, I say. But, hey, we've got uh, half a car to test ceramics on now, which is cool. That's very true. And yeah. we've, got, we've got quite a few to test. I mean, the, the idea of doing this Audi is uh, multiple. One is that we wanted a, something for the mega test, but also the showcase section. We normally show lots of other detailers' work and stuff, and it's great. Um, and we're, we're doing some of that this time as well. But we wanted to kind of do our own for a showcase. So we've we've got, never really done our own ca- our own cars as start to finish. Yeah. And we, we thought this was going to be a nice sort of repeating thing because we always go through cars. I mean, James buys cars every six months. I buy cars whenever I'm... Uh, I don't ever Whenever sell cars. Whenever the last one starts to break. Yeah, I've, I'm up to Every five cars months. now, and only two of them work. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a, a process. Push. They work It, it is if you try to go <laughs> down the road. <laughs> no, three of them work, actually. One's just not got an MOT and happens to be 100 miles away. But which, wait, which three work? Fritz, he's just not got an MOT. Vod, which is obviously perfect. <laughs> and and Fozzie. So who? who? Fozzie, the Forester. We haven't got a proper name yet. So I, I mean, just... the bus works as well, technically. The bus works, but the bus is being caged. It's just having so... cages put in the back yeah. of it. But that's so, car six, on, so when the bus is finished, yes. what happens to the Forester? Do we well, get to burn it? No. 
Um, Can we burn the bus then? No. Can we so burn the wall? Stop burning things. Oh, Only your things. Hey, wait, there's, there's three of us. There's three Subarus. If we drove them all at each other at the same time, we could do them all in at once. We Play Subaru die. car football. <laughs> no, these with are a, horrible with, ideas. With a Subaru has the ball as well. We'll get a Justy. Stop. Oh, I like a Justy. I like a 1.2 Justy with a four-wheel drive bike in the middle of the gear stick. Anyway, um, so, yeah, what the idea is in each mag, we will pick one of our cars. We've all got fairly interesting cars. Um, and we will do a, do a detail of some description on it and, and cover it in detail for, for your reading pleasure. Yes, I think um, I'm going to have to... Uh, so James is up next with some <coughs> old Bimmer, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to drag the E34 out of its hibernation spot just for... Scrapyard. Just for your pleasure. Cool. Hey, listen, you're the one who actually owns a car from a scrapyard. Yet Vod was rescued minutes before death. I, it's like, so yeah, it was Boris, wasn't it? Uh, Boris was, yeah, I, I was the second highest bidder on eBay and they cancelled the other bidder because he was a breaker. So he said we prefer it to go to somebody who was going to look after it. And, and, and to be fair, the legacy should have gone to the scrapyard. No, the legacy was fine. I was slightly worried it might be seized as sort of <coughs> proceeds of crime or something. But apart from that, um, so um, it's when we buy the legacy. And we, no, I'm, I can't say that story on thing. I might get in trouble. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't sell drugs. <laughs> Not anymore. Any, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, it makes me sad that you bought that car from where I used to live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hashtag Stockport. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting new feature. So, I think we've done we've done many updates. We're, we're what? Yeah. How far are we in? We've been nattering for fifty five minutes by the looks of it. Here. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but anyway, uh, just a quick shout out. Magazine will be okay. Yeah, this is an important thing if you are listening. Um, because Waxstock isn't on, we've been a little bit more lax with the deadlines, but there has been good reason for that. You know, obviously, I'd like to blame, blame COVID and all that, but really it's because we're making it bigger and better than normal, and we're putting an awful lot of effort into this one. So, well, we put an effort, a subtle lot of effort into all of them, but this one is bigger and it's sexier than, than what has gone before, which is what we always try and achieve. Um, and we've had less content to work with, because we've not really been able to go anywhere, have we? Yeah, so, so bigger we've, pictures. We've tried to sort of... Had to fill half an event section with other stuff. Yeah. Because there's been no events because everything's cancelled. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Much. Yeah. And we've done other things like every single new product we've actually had in our hands and photographed ourselves and had a play with. Oh, new new products is chock a block this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. 53, I think, um, yeah. so far. And we've got, I've got some other new hardware. It's going to be really awesome. Um, so, anyway, long story short, we are aiming to go to print at the end of next week. Um, date? Uh, well, hang on. What's the date today? 24th of July, we're going to print. Okie dokie. And then there's normally if our printer ever turns up. Well, yeah. So we've all. Oh we, yeah. Shout out, to our best, out. shout out to our best friends at the printer place in Cheshire. Yeah. God, we've we spent twelve hundred and fifty quid on a new A3 color printer because we need to be able to proof these things really properly. And um, it's supposed to arrive today, and it hasn't. And now it's not arriving till Monday. And we're working right the way through the weekend as per normal. And it's going to be very frustrating. It so it's mainly down to the uh, the good work of a dynamite named um, courier company who decided to randomly misplace an A3 printer that li- that's big enough to go on a pallet. Yes. Misplaced. So, yay. And and in other news, if you fancy an HP 5550DTN with added um, thousand sheet tray um, and a slightly flawed motherboard, uh, our old Big Bertha, which is recently deceased, uh, do give me a shout. It weighs 97 kilos. Um, so yeah, that's coming along, and we have normally when we submit at the end of next week, we will be doing uh, a bit of toing and froing with the print company, and then about a week later, it comes back to us. We are going to be using an alternative shipping uh, system for the first ones because, uh, frankly, the normal raw mail prices have increased yeah, literally. Frankly, yeah, hey, <laughs> have increased uh, since we started in boom. Since we started in 2015, the prices... I'm going to use all the buttons on the roadcast in this episode. <laughs> ...have literally tripled in five years since privatisation and all that. So we've we're found an alternative. It's not quite as quick, but it's just more sensible. And it stops us having to rise, raise prices. It's a bit like you, like What, old and sensible? No, not quite as quick and sensible. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, well, that's true. That, that's that's fair comment. And your cars. And look, shut up. Um, <laughs> and I think if this goes over an hour, we have to charge VAT. Yeah, <laughs> crap. It's only five so, percent though, because you can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it'll it'll be out in very early August, and we'll be sending copies out. And we really hope you enjoy it. If it's not out, we will have capitulated or run away or hide hidden. But we've 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 got a lot of subscriber copies going out, so we'll have to move to Brazil and and, and change our names if if we do. I fail. am not going to Brazil at the moment. No, it's probably not a good place to go. Flights are cheap. Yeah. But if you go British Airways, you'll have to go on the seven three seven because they've just they've just <laughs> they've just uh, that's going to be a wet ending. Yeah, they've basically just 
shut down their whole 747 fleet now, so they'll yeah. all be but flying be, over the unit. I was about to say, we'll it's going to be busy Kemble. around here, isn't it? Yeah, at Kemble, oh, yeah. well, Kemble already, which is just down from the unit here, is um, full of BA 747s and other 747s. Yeah, it's KLM. a car park, it's brilliant. Well, there's a KLM one, but they've scratched KLM off, so they don't know it's KLM, because it's got such an unrecognisable livery on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never seen a, a silver over sky blue plane before. I wonder Se- where that's from. Well, security's gone up. They've got some burly-looking men with dogs going around at night, apparently. Apparently. Why are you creeping around at night again, Bert? I'm not. We keep saying this on every podcast. Stop creeping around at night. I get bored. Well, that sounds like a good place to end. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Well, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And we will be back with episode eight at some point in the future if we make it through. As I say, grab your copy of the magazine at www.pro-detailer.com. Select the 2020 pack and we shall send issue 11 out to you and... In December, we'll send issue 12 out to you, which is kind of cool. Um, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. From me, and from Ian. Mummy. 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 And James. All right, press the button. Not that bloody button. <laughs>